It's another episode of the Two Poor Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Travis, and quite literally across from me is Eddie. Yeah, that's changed a bit. Quite a bit. A lot of bit. Well, we also moved rooms of the house and switched equipment and bought some stuff. And you got sick. Yep. And we had holidays. Yep. And we had, if we were not from America, holidays, otherwise known as vacation. Yep. And um, how many other excuses do we have for not oh, having a there are so We could do an entire podcast on excuses for reasons why we didn't do it for the last month and a half. Now, in our defense, a lot of them were technical related. In yeah. our defense. Because we didn't want to put out something that sounded really bad. Um, so we, we wanted to make sure we got some electrical interference issues cleared up before actually recording. And I think we figured it out. Possibly. So that's good. So... I just want you to know that I put out a single-person episode, and I didn't throw you under the bus. I just said you were sick. Yeah, I was sick. So it's been, oh, I quoted you, actually, um, in my episode. I read your text verbatim where you said, nobody wants to hear the voice that's coming out of my face or something along those lines. Oh, it was bad. It was brutal. That yeah. The day that we were going to record, I, I was probably the sickest I've been in at least a year. It was It was really brutal. Well... With all that said, the good news is we have like 17 bajillion games to review. Yeah, that'll be spread out over multiple episodes, but there will be brief reviewing going on at least now, which will be really interesting to to go through these because some of these we played together, some of these um, you've played, and some of these I actually recommended to other people to play and got great results out of it. So I'm actually pretty happy. Yeah, and the nice thing is, is I think you've played like half of these where normally you would have played like none. A fourth, maybe. <laughs> but you were at my house to play on. Yep. So. Um, One yeah. of them I did miss out on because I also got sick that day. But that's all right. I'll get there someday. I still recommended it to someone else, and they said they had a blast. They played, they Who played was it, it for like two hours. Uh, a friend of mine from work, uh, they were going up to a cabin for like a guy's kind of weekend thing. Or not a guy's weekend, but just a like hangout sort of weekend at this cabin that one of the guys found to rent for like dirt cheap for a whole bunch of people. It's huge middle of nowhere, that kind of stuff. And I told him, no, I don't know where Hmm. they found it, honestly. Um, But I told them to play this game and they said they played it for a good, like two hours. So was it code names? It was code names. Awesome. Should we just go ahead and talk about code names right away? Sure. You can go ahead and talk about code names right away. Okay. So Eddie got sick and went home and then we started playing code names. And this was at a, uh, we do like a New Year's slash Christmas party with all of our close friends. So we were playing some fun party games. We played another one before this. We actually played two before this. I don't think you were there for the first one, but you were there for the second, and then you left for the third. What was the other one? Well, we might as well just spill the beans, but it was uh, we played Love Letter. Oh, yeah, that's right. I wasn't around for that That was before all. you had showed up as well. Yeah. So, all right, so code names. Um... So you recommended it without playing it. Right. Because I've heard a lot of really good things about it. I've read the box. I really want to play it. I feel like it's it would be fun. I've just, it's never happened where I was actually able to play the game. So knowing you, it's right up your alley. But let's go ahead and get the uh, geek rating. All right. So I have it here. And the average rating is an 8.05 out of 10. That's pretty freaking high. Yeah, that, that's really high. It's the number 20 game right now on Board Game Geek. And it was sitting at like two, three, four 
for a very, very long time. I would mm-hmm. say about three or four months ago, it was sitting way up there. Yeah, a lot of these games on the list right now are are new to me. There's one of, one of the games in this list I actually really want to play. That's for sure. Pandemic Legacy. What's besides that one? But there's <laughs> another there's another one I really want to play, and there's another game that I'm just I'm dying to play, but I don't know anyone that I could play it with. What is it? Um, I think it's called Cash and Guns. Why don't you know people to play that with? Doesn't so here's the like deal. It'd be interesting for um, anyone. For, for those of you who don't know this, we have a friend who just recently purchased a house. Me and Eddie are going to go to the board game store, and he's going to pick that up to play that night because I promise you, he will love it, and everybody there will love it. I've played it. It's amazing. I want to play it so bad. And we will review it next week. It's like 25 bucks, so you're buying it. Yeah, it's dirt cheap. You're getting it. This is going to be your first <laughs> board game purchase for the podcast. Oh, that sounds terrible. And we'll, we'll make it a business expense. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Oh, wow. Um, we okay, start code names. So, I rated code names a 7.5. Okay. And I will tell you why. Um, okay. I really, really, really like the game. I like the simplicity of it, but at the same time, I didn't like the simplicity of it. It really limits the game to the level of intellect of the people that you're playing with. Mm. So I could I could see that knowing the way the game is supposed to be played. I suppose I can see. So that. the way you play it is you and another person give one. You give a clue and also the number of words that that clue is associated with. It's very similar to password. Yeah. But the thing is, is the person that I'm playing with wasn't very intelligent. And I'm not saying like I'm a genius or anything, but that person was not very intelligent. The person that was giving clues next to me. So because they were giving one clue at a time. I barely had to think. They're like, oh, um, banana one or I don't, obviously not banana, but it was really one or two words at a time where I didn't have to think at all. But there were some great times where. Um, what did what did my my wife said, Indiana, not really not realizing that state was a word. She was giving clues for the movie Indiana Jones. So one was like Temple and the other one. I don't remember what the other one was. Mm hmm. But yeah, so we picked state, and of course that wasn't right. <laughs> um, so there were some really fun things like that that happened. Um, but it was a 7.5. I give it that. And the reason why is because my first rating, like always, is just the gameplay rating. Did I enjoy myself? Did I have a good time? 7.5 is very high for me. Um, man, it's it's one of the highest ratings I've given. 7.5, I think. So... I think like 7.8 is about as high as I've ever gotten. Probably. So, but with the value, I bumped it up to a 7.8. And the reason why is because the value is fluctuating a lot. I personally bought it for $13. Oh, so you made out like a bandit on this game then. So my personal value for the game would be like an 8.2. Right. But in terms of general, but in terms of what people are normally buying, I saw it anywhere from $35 to $50 during the holidays. Yeah, I've usually seen it most places 25 to 30. So, yeah, and I bought it for 13. Yeah, so like I said, you made it like a bandit on this game. Yeah, well, and I also bought it right as it started and right as there was some buzz about it because I heard from other podcasts, Dice Tower specifically, hey, this is a great game. I saw it. It was 13 bucks. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to pass. Yeah. This up. Tough to pass up at that price. So plus party games are always fun and they're great for our specific group of friends. Yes. They're perfect. So like I had mentioned before, we had played love letter, Batman. Have you played love letter before? No. Okay. Um, basically it's a uh, try to figure out what card the other person has game. 
I don't want to give too much away because I'd love to do a full review on a couple of micro games for an episode. But it was Batman themed, which was really cool. They have a ton of themes. Um, it, to make it simple, um, you, you have one card in your hand. Before you start your turn, you draw another one. You have two cards. You choose which one to play, and you do the action on the card. There's only okay. like 15 cards in the deck. The person that has a card left at the end wins. Okay. You do everything from try to guess somebody else's card, so then they have to discard it, to cards that say, hey, show this person, show this card to another person. They have to show you your card, the card with the lower number discards. So lots of ways to do that. Okay. Um, that one's a lot of fun. I gave that a 6.8. Okay. Now I paid $7 for this game. So my value is a 7.5. Um, I've played this game probably 25 times now. <laughs> and I haven't lost interest, and it's way better than Exploding Kittens. Well, there you go. And yeah, the average rating, half, if you're wondering. Yeah, and, and a third the price of Exploding Kittens. Yeah. Uh, average rating, if you're wondering, was a 7.45. Board game rank is 446, so still top 500. Oh, that's good. See, and, I d- and to be fair, for anybody, well, nobody would know this besides you. I'm having Ed look everything up, and I wrote my ratings down on a piece of paper beforehand. Yep, so I, have I can never confirm seen these ratings. There's a sheet of paper that I can't read at all on his station, and then my machine is facing the opposite direction with all these pulled up. So, all right, so this is raw. <laughs> Coming to you live. We're doing it live, Studio Bernard. <laughs> all right, what's next? Studio Sukasa. That's what I was going to say, but I wanted to let you have that one because it's your house. All right. Um, this one you played. Which one? There's a couple. Snake oil. Yeah. I also recommended this to someone and they said it was a blast. I'm glad to hear that. And I have another one coming in for Eamon's party. Oh? Eamon is my friend, not just a weird word that you've never heard before. Like another version of snake oil or another game? Kind of. It's a different game. It's not affiliated with it, but it's very similar to it. Okay. With some twists and turns. And we'll talk about that because you'll be there Friday, Saturday, right? Oh. Well, you are on the Facebook invite, my friend. <laughs> I think we're coming later. We're going to just record a live episode during that. Oh, that's going to be great. All screaming and yelling and drinking and codename screaming. Oh, that can't possibly end poorly. Well, we don't have um, condenser mics anymore, so it won't pick up nearly as much as... It'll be better. <laughs> anyway, so Snake Oil. Yes. Well, you played this, so why don't you start us off? So Snake Oil is... When I first heard about it, I had no idea about it. And as soon as I got the stuff and started playing it, it all, it all made sense to me. Um, if you're familiar with like Wild Wild West sort of history at all, you're probably familiar with the term snake oil, as in a snake oil salesman. As in, I'm going to sell you this random thing that probably doesn't do anything. But, you know, because of the, um, you know, the imagination that it's going to work, something weird is going to happen. So basically, you just try to sell people that are particular uh, professions things. So there was quarterback, we had mafia person, we had alien, and then you get two cards that you put together to make an item and do a sales pitch to that person. Right. So clear it up. Um, one person is the uh, professional, the the person that's the being whatever. Sold to. Yes. So if you have seven people in a group, one person's getting items sold to them. The other six are choosing an item to sell to them. Right, with two of the cards that they have in your hand. Now, at any time, you get six of these cards, and then whenever you lay some down, you pick more up. Kind of like how if you were playing Cards Against Humanity, when you lay one, you pick one up, and that kind of thing. 
So now what we do is we, like you said, take two cards and we create one item out of those two cards. Yep. So it can be anything from like. I remember, I remember chocolate oven very vividly that was sold. <laughs> uh, I remember like uh, it was something cactus. I remember I had for one uh, thing to sell. There was a flush wand. Yep. There we was had lady paste. Lady paste. Yes. That was a good one. We had the pleasure cone. You can tell the type of people that we were playing this with based on these things that are coming up, obviously. Right. So the, the whole thing is um, each person, whenever they figure out what item they're going to sell from their two cards, basically gives a sales pitch. And they have 30 yep. seconds to give a pitch. Ish. And after 30 we seconds. Didn't, we didn't time it. But. Correct. Um, but basically, they have to be given 30 seconds, technically. And then the person being sold to can cut them off if they so wish. Right. So... Right, so um, it's a good time. Yeah, a great time. Yeah, this uh, this played very highly to my interest because it's always been my firm belief that I could sell anything to anyone, and it was proven in the fact that I ended up winning this game, even though I felt like garbage and went home immediately after we were done. Should have stayed around for code names. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun, and it especially helped because as everyone is going to get out of this game what they put into it. So I put my heart and soul into this game. I took everything way too seriously, <laughs> but that's what made it fun for me. And as far as I could tell, everyone else playing the game. No, we were laughing hysterically the entire time. I know. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a great time. It was, it was very much well worth it. It's, so it's one of those where you're laughing so hard, your stomach's starting to hurt. Yes. Scenarios. Yes, it was. It was a great time. Um, so Board Game Geek said that this was a 6.9 out of 10. And I, I was going to say like probably 7.3 or so for this game. Um, the only th- reason I, I, I don't like it is I could see myself getting burned out of it if I played it for too long. Okay. Um, yeah, I gave it a 7.0 and for that exact reason where we used up every single card in that game and it was just at that point where I was like, I need to stop playing this because yep. I'm, just I'm starting that point. to get bored. And it, I mean, it was about 45 minutes to an hour. Yep. I mean, I could still see myself killing a lot of time and, and playing this over and over and over again. It's just the length of time that I do it in one sitting, I think, could be the problem, I guess, if you will. Okay. My um my rating for the other value, rating? Value added Thank rating. you. Jeez. Bar for short. <laughs> I like it. We're kind of not, you know, used to recording since we haven't in nope. a while. That's what post is for. So my VAR was a 6.0. How much did you have to spend on it? I spent $25 on this game. Okay, that's what I expected it to be. And so. I did not get enough cards. Oh, yeah. I am I not really, I really wish that, that there were a lot more professions in there. I felt like the choices could be kind of limited. Not even that, just the actual item. So let me... So Yeah, I, I, I agree with this, you there. I played this game one time beforehand, and we only played up to whoever won... Whoever had the most after going around the table once. Mm-hmm. And I knew almost half the cards already. In fact, we had some of the same combinations. So I feel like I, see. I need more cards. For, right. for what I paid, I there, need a lot more cards. Now, there are two expansions. I don't know anything about them, but I just saw right. that and there we were got two elixir. expansions, so I wanted to make To be fair, dimension. we played Elixir also. Um, I also feel like it could be a lot of fun with a NSFW. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. That would be a lot of fun. Um, For the right group of people, anyway. I would play the crap out of that. Right. I just... The amount of cards that I got... and For $25. And the other thing was, I don't like the box. It was one of those fold into itself on the bottom. 
Oh. Boxes. Yeah, those and, suck. I mean, they did an okay job of all the words and stuff lining up, but it's still folded into each other and all that stuff, and I didn't like that. And for $25, you expect a slightly nicer it box. It felt cheap. Um. Anyway. So, yeah. Uh, you want to do another one we played together? Sure. There's only two more that we have. Oh, that was the wrong button. Uh, let's talk about we have let's together. talk about baseball highlights 2025 super oh, deluxe edition. Oh God, do we have to? Yes. So this is so a- here's the thing about this game. <laughs> I feel like I really could have liked this game, but because of the events that transpired in the game that we did play, I, I hate it. Him. I pooped all over them, and it just it it's a it's a deck building game, but there's a little bit of luck of the draw involved in it, like. In Dominion, I feel like you have it's which is also a deck building game. I feel like you have a little bit more control over what's coming up. And in this one, I just felt like uh, I, I never knew what was gonna happen and everything went right for you and everything went traumatically wrong for me. And do you know why? No. Because I am better than you. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> definitely it. I okay. To be fair though, when you are playing Dominion, how many cards do you think are in your hand at the end of the game? Uh how many cards are in your deck? Probably 35, 40. Okay. You have 15 cards in your deck at most at any point in this game. Right. If we don't forget to send people down to the minor leagues. Right. So there is a lot more chance of you getting your cards. Right. You want to know what helped? You always got to buy first in the offseason. You bought free agents first, and I bought free agents that countered your free agents. That was the biggest thing that helped me out. That happened once for sure, and it was awful. Um, it was terrific. I think if we played it again and, and the table turned and you you were winning or we were even, I think that you would have enjoyed this a lot. Basically, I would have, I would game, have enjoyed it more, but I would have had the same feelings about it. So for those of you who don't know anything about this game or have never played this game, you have 15 players, you draw six of them, and then you play them one card at a time, and it's supposed to simulate like six major highlights throughout nine innings of a baseball game, and you keep track. So I can throw a card that says, oh, I get two singles, and different types of runners based off speed, and then there's also immediate actions that happen like, oh, I get to cancel a hit. Well, then Ed throws a card down saying, I'm canceling a hit, and I'm going to threaten a triple. Well... If I don't cancel that triple, he gets the triple on his next turn, and we go back and forth until we're out of our six cards, and there's also a on-deck person. And the team that goes last gets to have a last-chance sa- last save against a team that is trying to win. Um, after every single game, there is a number in a green circle on the card. You count that up, and that represents your money. And then you get to purchase new free agents, which are way, way better than the rookies and the veterans you have in your deck. They're like superstars. And it's really fun because they usually take a first name and a last name of two real players and put them together. Which can be occasionally very aggravating for someone who's a huge (laughs) baseball fan. I really like it, and I'm a huge baseball fan. It's it's funny, and it leads to interesting combinations, but then just seeing two wrong names together just just kills me, you know? (laughs) Um, so what did you give this? Um, if, if I had to give this a rating, I think I'd probably give this like a six and a half or so. Okay. But that's also based on one play. So it's possible that I I could do better than that. But the thing that I really had a problem with is that it's almost too easy for someone to run away with it. And I don't like games that are too easy to run away with. Okay. Oh, and it should be mentioned that this can be played one player. Yeah. 
So I, I think that's a big thing because it's hard to find a decent game that's one player. And this one actually played pretty well one player. It was the first thing I did when I opened up the box was look up the one player rules because nobody was around to play it with me. Sure. What did Board Game Geek give it? Eight. Is that the Super Deluxe Edition? No. Okay. It's just the just the regular one. Uh, Can you pull up Super Deluxe? Because Super Deluxe comes with everything and it's awesome. 8.27. Okay. Now I paid 60 bucks for this game. My value rating for it is a 6.5. Yeah, I would give it like a five maybe, um, at that price point. Yeah, I was disappointed with the amount of cards that I had. I expected more teams. I ex- There just weren't enough cards to pay that price. Yeah, it's still cool. It's not $65 cool. The actual game, I give a 7.0. I did enjoy it. Um, for those of you who know anything about baseball simulation or baseball card simulators, my favorite's still Dynasty League Baseball. Well, that should be everyone's favorite for for uh baseball simulation card games well i mean it's the most realistic but the issue is is it takes forever with oh, this yes with this we can play three prep games and a world series by the time we get done choosing a lineup and starting dynasty league baseball I, after calculating yes. wind and turf conditions yes and if they, yeah. it's kind of like if you've ever played a baseball video game it's kind of like playing every single pitch and every base runner and every everything in the game versus turning on fast play and fast counts and getting like, oh, it's three and two in the bottom of the first and you've got two guys on, so here you go. That's what this game is. You know, yeah. it's the high, it's called baseball highlights for a reason. And the best part about it is you don't necessarily need to know a lot about baseball. Nope. You can know the basics and not even enjoy baseball, but if you like building your own system and building your own engine for a card building game, this is a good game to play. Yeah, I, I agree. And I chatted and, with a lot of people on Reddit about that, too. And they're like, yeah, you need it. Even if you don't like baseball, get it. You'll enjoy it. And, and now I want to play out, out of the park. Really bad. <laughs> oh, OTP? Yes. Oh, I, I, we should. I'm actually game for that. If I, if I had a computer to play it on, I would do it. It works on Mac. I know it does, but I don't have my own computer anymore, remember? Because it's sitting in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. I don't so, have my own money anymore, so I don't feel yeah, bad. that's true. <laughs> all right, so that's, that's the baseball game. But what else? What else you got? Um, I want to talk about Blood Rage. So all I know about this game is you is you've been painting. Well, not you. Your wife has been painting minifigures and posting no. them on Facebook. I have painted more than she has. I feel like this is a misconception. She makes it seem like she's doing more work than me, but she really isn't. She just takes <laughs> longer. Secondly, we haven't painted anything since like two days after that. So there's like seven things done and like. A whole bunch that's not. And yeah, and like 30 that aren't. All right. Um, well, sweet we game. Go. I'm going to sum it up really, really shortly. You're, you're a Viking clan. You're trying to take over parts of this continent. If you die a glorious death, you get points, and then you come back from Valhalla afterwards. So you always get your people back. So it's an area control game, and then there's battle, and then there's glory points counted up. There's cool monsters that you can unlock and all sorts of cool things like that. I'm going to do a full review on this game another time. But if you played it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't played it, look it up. It's amazing. Great, great game. It's a good war game. It's a good area control game. It's also a good just if I like playing a victory point game. You can play as little with people or as little without people as you kind of want to. If you don't want to cause a, little, a big stir up. Um. And the game is fairly short. It took it takes about forty five minutes to an hour to play. Now the board game says sixty to ninety, but yeah, I, I I'm sure you can get through it more quickly than that. Uh, it looks interesting. It's it's uh, number thirty seven 
on their website right now. Yeah, and the minis are beautiful. Number five for thematic and number 18 for strategy. So it's it's pretty far up there. Um, I spent 60 bucks on this game. Okay. I gave it a 7.7. With or without value? That's without value. Okay. Um, I played it twice and I played it two player both times. So I'm assuming that's only going to go up with four players. I don't know. Maybe I gave it an 8.5 value rating really at $60. See, that's kind of surprising. The only reason I say that I don't know the quality of the minifigures without the paint, but I would definitely prefer having painted ones than not. And I wouldn't want to do it myself. Um, and that's, there's a lot of people out there that pay people to paint minis that don't want to do it. (laughs) I'm sure. Um, but I had never done it before. And I love the fact that I'm able to make them my own people, and it really brings the game to life. And the minis, even without the paint, even not painting it, you would be perfectly fine with playing minis because they are that beautifully made. Hmm. I, I could only tell what I could see from the ones that weren't painted. Just Their like muscles sitting. have muscles. That's interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's not like a Dragon Ball Z caricature. Yeah. But <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Board Game Geek uh, has it at an 8.36 right now. Right. So, like I said, it's it's really high on the Beautiful. charts right now. Um. I, I'm I'm sure it's fun. Maybe at some point I'll play it. Who knows? Okay. Well, let's keep going. I thought of a game that we did that you did not originally put on your list that we played together. And what? I, we forgot about it. Let's we, talk about it. Small World. We did play Small World. Yes. And I but you, put, I mean, you didn't write it down though. It's very similar similar to Blood Rage, but you know, it's just area control. Yeah. Um. So we so we played this game. I played this for the first time. Went over to a, a mutual friend's house to watch some football and play some games. Um. And I'm pretty sure I won the Fantasy Football League that day. I don't know. Um, I'm fairly certain I was I was asking you to order my championship belt the oh, entire Oh, yeah, time. and I kept telling you I wasn't going to because it depended on what happened Monday night, and then I think you only ended up winning by, like, 15. I'm pretty sure Tim Hightower went off. <laughs> um, anyway, so I it was pretty good. It I wish I would have understood it more when I played it originally, but it still ended up being okay, even though I didn't know quite everything about it. Um. I I did like the fact that even though I had no clue what I was doing, I had enough of an idea to be competitive. It ended up being a lot of fun. Yeah, I I was in last place in that game. Yeah, you got murdered. Um, And I I also got murdered, and I was in second. Well, I thought I was doing really good, and the person that was in last, like, the entire game just decided in the next three turns, the last three turns, he was going to just poop on everyone. Yeah, I I thought you were doing okay, but I knew I was beating you badly. And then the person who ended up winning, I was like, well... He's probably getting close, but I don't think he has enough to beat me. And then found out the hard way. I kept trying to tell you that he was going to beat you, too. Yeah. And the reason why, and I didn't lose by that much from you, but the reason why is because you both ganged up on me like the last three turns and you did nothing to fight him and everybody combated me and got my players off the board instead of. Anyways. I was mostly worried about getting counterattacked in that game. Yeah, basically what, what you you're had. doing is it's it's an area control game and you get points for the area that you own after you go with your turn. So I, I don't want to give away too much because that's a whole game with a ton of expansions we could talk about. And I really do want to I want to yep. do a full depth. It's it's that one it's well. like it's more in depth risk with less space, a lot less space. And you are constantly changing out your what it races. is yeah what it is you're actually controlling you're constantly your changing people. out your races and their abilities yep so and their their race and the abilities are usually always different because yep, and that's what that's what makes the replayability of this game so high is that any any two things can get mashed up together and all of a sudden you're playing a different game than you did last time even if you have the same races they have different abilities and it changes everything 
Yeah, I give this a 7.2. I was going to go with a solid 7 on this one. Um, I, I'm not really sure what I didn't like about it, but it wasn't, it was, it was still a lot of fun, but it's not anything that I would like go out of my way to play repeatedly. No, but I would sit down and play the moment. Anybody's like, Hey, let's play small world. I would never second guess it. I would totally be on board. And I've only played the game three times. So I, yeah, but I bought it myself with yep. you. Yep. So yeah, that was fun. Um, did you check the board game? Oh yeah. I just closed it. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, the official rank on board game geek. So it's number one twenty four and number 13 for family games, which is interesting. Um, but it's overall rating is a 7.4 out of 10. Oh, we're not very far at so all. So we're just slightly lower. Okay. Um, well, let's just talk about the game that I bought. It sounds like we're rushing through this and we truly are because we want to give you all. Yeah, these we, games. I had like 10 tabs open of games. So, <laughs> um, so the, I bought this game with small world, which is called Tesla versus Edison. Now I, I did really want to play this game with you until I saw what happened when you play the game with two players and I immediately didn't want to play it anymore. Okay. Which to sum that up, the board is a map and the map was like one fourth the size. Yeah. It, it changes based on how many people are playing, which is very similar. And now that I've played the game with three players, that wouldn't have been a big deal. Okay. So it's good um, to know the whole point of the game is to have a, the most expensive stock portfolio. Now this game is super, super deep. Um, it took us a while to catch on to it. There are so many different things you can do to add value to stock, to decrease value of stock, to buy other players stocks, to, to, to buy your own stock. And you only have a certain set of moves in the game. And it's so hard to get, you have so many things you want to do, but you really have to choose okay, I have three turns left. What am I doing with these three turns? Yeah. I need to make this count. And I had it come from behind victory on this where I sold stock out from someone's company and just destroyed the value of their company where I was able to win because I had more stock in my company, which became like $4,000 per stock more Yeah, by dropping their stock by selling it. Yeah, it, it sounds really interesting. And I mean, stock market manipulation is a huge part of another game that we're going to talk about shortly, which I do want to do an in-depth review on eventually because I feel like we need to. Agreed. That should be an entire episode. Yeah, that could that really could be an entire episode almost. Both of these could. Yeah. Um. So I, I definitely do want to play this. I just don't think I want to play it with two people. I want to play it as a three or four person it, it says it's three to five recommended is three to five play time is about 90 minutes um obviously like travis said it, it it's pretty in depth so it play can time be is longer than 90 minutes yeah um well the other game on board game geese is like four hours and there's no way that's ever going to be a four hour game right um this game is probably well i guess i guess 90 if you got four people that know what they're doing um 90 sounds about right it took us about two and a half and with three but we were brand new at it yep um but but long story short, there's propaganda you can mess with. There's ways to mess with the stock values that you have to choose whether you're going to use AC or DC current to power different cities. You need patents on different types of electricity and different light bulbs. There's different size cities, which require different levels of technology and all these different things. Yes, and if you're a big history person and you like board games, you you might enjoy this. Um, yeah, it's this actually is turn of the century. Turn of the century. You know, Nikola Tesla, Thomas Edison going, you know, head to head, trying to trying to do patents and, and all that other stuff to get electricity really off the ground and make inventions happen. Maxims in the game. Um, you have J.P. Morgan in the game. Yep. I mean, a lot of 
big historical figures. So um, for that reason, I think I really like now that. I, I gave this a 7.0, but I actually want to give it like a 7.7 7 now. 7.5. Okay. Because um, the more I talk about it, I'm like, you know what? This game was really good. <laughs> I did really enjoy it. And I do really want to play it again. Yeah. Um, With my value, I would give it the same exact value. I paid 38 bucks for this game. Um, if anything, I'd raise it up maybe half a point because I feel like there's a lot to this game. I didn't even scratch the surface of all the cards. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot in the box. It was well built. It was a sturdy board. The box was nice. The cards are very nice. All the art is like pictures, so there's no real artwork, but the design is beautiful and the gameplay is great because of it. Yeah. So this this is a relatively new game. It was only published last year. Um, but of the, of the ratings that do exist right now, there's 471 ratings on it. It's got a 6.88 out of 10. So round it up 6.9. Cool. 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 I gave it, uh, you know, at least a half a point more than that personally, but that's because it has, it has auction. It has stock market. It has the things I love. So sure. All right. Um, let us talk about a game that I hated. Okay. That sounds fun. What's the name of that game? You said it was Isle of Sky. Isle of Sky. Oh. Now, this is a tile placement game. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it to the point where I don't even want to waste my time explaining it to you. That's bad. Um, I played this with the owner of board game, um, Trader, sorry, um, Boardlandia. And I, he, he enjoyed it. Um, I didn't know how to play it. He explained it to me. I said, okay, this seems easy. We played our first round and he destroyed me. And then because he destroyed me in the first round and he had more money than me, he pretty much got more money for the rest of the game and there was no coming back. Yeah. I, like I said, like it's I said the before, thing that you hate. I hate when you, when it's too easy to run away with games. It is so ridiculously easy to run away with games. I mean, I don't get destroyed in games often. And this one, there was just no coming back. It didn't matter what I did, how I planned it. I think I, I think I did basically everything I could have possibly done to come back, and it didn't matter because he had more money than me, and he always would have. Um, yep, I give it a five <laughs> I don't even have a value rating because I didn't purchase it. Yeah, the now board game geek very much disagrees. This is this again is another twenty fifteen game. Uh, number 34, actually, for family rank, uh, board game rank was 371, so still in the top 500, with a 7.54 out of 10 on 1,600 ratings. Machi Koro's so. way better than this game. <laughs> yeah, the ratings for that one are all messed up. Um, but anyway, I, I haven't played it. I don't think I've really played any tile placement game except for 1870, and that only hardly counts. Yeah. And maybe Vegas Showdown, which also hardly no, counts. No, it's, it's nothing like that. It's more like so, Carcassonne, which you've never played, and I'm not a fan of tile placement games, which is another reason why I didn't enjoy it, because we already were going into it. I'm like, I don't like tile placement. Well, this one's different. Okay, I, I don't like tile placement. It was everything I hated and more. Is what it is. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Paperback. Okay. What's um, this about? This is a deck builder, and you make words with the cards in your hand. Okay. That's That's about it, to be quite honest. You, you make words, and then you get to purchase new letters to put into your deck to make more words. And then you purchase victory point cards, just like you do in Dominion, 
And then whoever has the most when certain stacks run out at the end of the game wins. So you're buying you're buying cards to to make points just like you would in Dominion. And based off the let's say based off the uh length of word in the in the um cards you use earns you a certain amount of point per hand. Mm-hmm. You only get the points for the cards that you use, and then you buy something else with those points, which can be either more letters or combinations of letters. Like sometimes there's like a CR card or there's just an R card. You make all the words, you get the points, and then you buy victory points once you start making hands that are big enough to buy victory points. Gotcha. So it's very Dominion-y, but just with words. So... Uh, I, I read a little bit of the description on Board Game Geek, and I could almost guarantee I would love this game. Yeah, it's it's Dominion with words. Yeah, I I don't I don't I don't know how else to explain English it without is, going is, in depth. English is something that I'm relatively good at and really enjoy. I I really like grammar and spelling I'm good and all at grammar that kind of weird and stuff. stuff. Um, so I, I definitely think that I would enjoy this game. Uh, apparently, Board Game Geek reasonably enjoys this game as well. This is a 2014 Kickstarter. If you didn't know. Um, board game rank is 312 and its average rating on 2300 ratings is 7.46. Ooh, that's a big rating. Still pretty good. Wow. Um, Especially for a Kickstarter. I give it a 7.0. I think that's what I gave Dominion. I don't know. I don't remember. We have to go back and look at them all and then write them all down and then post them. Yeah, that'd be a good idea to do. We should have been keeping track the whole time. We should hire somebody to do that and pay them with the money that we don't make. Yeah. I wonder if somebody works for beer. If you work for beer and would like to write down everything, I can pay you in Yingling, Homebrew, or Miller Lite in can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we can must be right. 21 or older to qualify. Yes. <laughs> yes, we will not serve Remember out FDIC. No. <laughs> anyway, did you did you buy this game? or I did not buy this game. I played okay. this with uh, Tim as well. Okay, so there's no, uh, no value for this. No value. Buy it. No value. Do you know what the... Price-ish I think you're asking is? about thirty-ish. Okay, I think. Okay, that's about how much Dominion costs anyway. Yeah, so exactly. Okay, interesting. When it's not on super sale. Yeah, I really wish I would have bought it when it was. Oh, I'm really disappointed in myself. We for have not doing two that. more. Yep, that's it. Yep. I'm gonna talk about the one you didn't play again. That's fine, because I can get like so. The last game I could guarantee I would like. I could almost guarantee I'd hate this game. This is WWE Superstar Showdown. Showdown. Yeah. Showdown. Showdown. Those effects were live. Yeah, this uh, this seems about as interesting by looking at it as Formula D seemed interesting to me. I'd play this if it were a video game, but because it's not, I have no interest in it. I thought it was fun. Um, it's wrestlers fighting in a ring. I'm going to save a big, huge review of this for when I do my Gale Force 9 review because I love Gale Force 9 games. This one was made by Gale Force 9 along with Spartacus and... Oh, so it's no wonder you like it. It's the same I game with different love... people. No, it's not the same <laughs> at all. Um, you have a ring, you have movements, you have attacks, and you have slams. Um, basically, there's three types. There's, I'm sorry, there's four types of attacks. There's a grapple, there's a strike, and there's a maneuver. No. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, there's a maneuver. And then there's a slam. And it's not in this order, but it's something along the lines of a strike beats a grapple, a grapple beats a maneuver, and a maneuver beats a strike. But a slam beats all that. And basically, every person chooses three cards out of their hand. They flip them up one at a time. Whoever wins that triangle of attacks that I just mentioned 
gets to do their gets to use their card. Whoever had the most cards at the end of those three gets to choose whether or not to pin their opponent if they're next to them in the ring. And then you have to use a kickout card to kick out of that, and you just keep going until the person's pinned. You can jump out of the ring. You can have tag team matches. You can have um, triple threat matches. Uh, well, no. You can't have triple threat matches, but you can have six-man tag team matches, and there's just a lot of really cool things. They incorporate a lot of really cool stuff. It comes with six wrestlers right now, which I think is kind of low, but I paid $40 for this game, and I gave it a 6.8 for gameplay. Okay. Um, So this is another 2015 game, obviously, because of who's in it, and it has a 7.1, but only 128 ratings. So it's it's not really all that popular, but of those who have played it, they seem to have liked it about as much as you have. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was really what, if I told you, Hey Eddie, I want you to sit down and come up with a WWE wrestling game. And I want it to be really good to the point where it's going to sell for $40 and people are going to want to buy it. How confident are you? Well, I probably would have ended up making this based on your description. It is basically war and rock, paper, scissors combined with wrestling cards. Fairly close, but it was done very, very well. Um, I mean, it down to the each each wrestler has a specified deck based off their actual in life moves too. Like mm-hmm. John Cena has more strikes than he has grapples because he likes to punch people more than he likes to grab people. Yep. So his deck will have a lot more strikes, whereas somebody else, like yes, yes, <laughs> yes, will have a bunch of maneuvers because he's a little guy that likes to run around and maneuver. Yep. Um. So you can really match these guys up to. Oh, and also I I'd like to mention that Roman Reigns and John Cena are currently the tag team champions in my house right now. Okay. They won that. They won the title match that I played the other week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it was against Big E and um. It was Big E and uh, who else? Randy Orton, Big Show, or Daniel Bryan? Oh, Randy Orton. Randy Orton, Big E. They couldn't take them down. So they're currently the tag team champions. Okay. At, at Sukasa. So, all right. Last game. Go for it. So the last one is 1870, which is a, probably the one of the first board games that I ever really played. We except, never mention it on here. <laughs> except <laughs> for um, Ticket to Ride. And it is an unbelievably in-depth, complicated, long-form uh, game. I don't really know even what kind of game it is because it's really kind of in its own family of games because there's a bunch of ones that are like it. It's an 1800 series game. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 sounds, it sounds it. stupid, but you got to trust me on that one. There is like a dozen games that are similar to this one with different sets of rules, different time periods, etc. My Reddit flair on our board games is the little um, triangle yeah, minus two. Real minus track. the eighteen seventy, and then it says well. eighteen seventy. Yep, minus two. Oh, I love it. Um. So anyway, so this is a game for two to six people. Um. It's board game geek says best with four or five. I agree. Absolutely. Four or five is good. We've done six once. It was awful. I've done three once, and it was awful. I remember six. That was with all the six, girls too, yes, right? Oh. Yes. Six was brutal. It, it didn't help that the people we were playing with were not anywhere near as interested and also significantly less skilled than we were. Cause we've played it so many times. I don't want that to get taken but, away the wrong way. When I said with the girls, uh, I just mean because 
of these specific girls that were playing, my wife couldn't care less about a board game after 45 minutes. Yeah. And and this is not, this is a long game. Yeah. I mean, board Nothing game, against girls playing with us. Right. Board Game Geek says 360 minutes, so six hours to play this. And now that we've kind of gotten the hang of how things are supposed to go. And we cheat with a spreadsheet. Yeah. And we, I made a spreadsheet that we cheat, not cheat, but we make life a lot more simple with. Uh, we've gotten close to six hours. The last one we played, I think, was like six and a half. Yeah, we were at six and a half, seven. Yeah, for and, our and last we week, really cruised through that game. But so anyway, um, if you have a lot of time that you want to dedicate to figuring out how to do something and you really enjoy stock market manipulation and strategy and stuff like that, you'll love this game. If you don't like those things or don't like a game that takes six to eight hours to play, you will hate this game. Yep, there is routing involved. There is... Money management, there is stock manipulation, and there is there's even an auction at the beginning. Yep. Um, terrific game. Uh, one oh of yeah, my, it's, it's one great. Of my, it's really well made. It, it, it's in my top five slash ten. Oh, easily. So it's easily um, in my top. What five. do you have it as? So if I had to give this game anything, I think I'd give it an eight, a solid eight. That's what exactly. What. Um, and I think the biggest reason I would give it an eight. Uh, is because you you can definitely get a feeling of someone running away with this game. However, you can fix it. If you're willing to play like a jerk, you can fix someone running away with a game. I don't think we've ever had anybody run away with a game. Uh, We did once, ever. Okay. And it was me. And the way that it happened is because I used a strategy no one else had used before, and that wasn't really considering a viable strategy. And... Before anyone could figure out why I was doing what I was doing, I ran away with it. The the tank a company, have a great company strategy. Yeah. And then own all of it. I did that. Um and it worked great. Yeah. I I guess and I didn't play that time. So and I've never ever used that strategy. And I refuse to. I love it. Because I feel like putting the American people's jobs at stake, like you are in those companies and yeah, them, I don't care. them not knowing if they're going to have food for their families when they go home. Oh, they will. They're still, they're still getting paid. There's still money. I feel like there is no money. <laughs> There's at least a dollar there in case I need to buy a train at some point. Basically you can manipulate your stock and withhold funds for the company. So many times that your stock goes into, wow, the stock's not worth anything mode. And then you can own as much of the company as you want because yeah. technically the company's not worth anything. And that's what he's taking advantage of. And it was put in the game for that reason, to yes. be able to manipulate awesome. it and use that to your advantage. And that company that isn't worth anything can still continue producing the same way it does and feed and money the into end of the, other companies. Yep, and come the end of the game, it, especially if you get it to the point where you can own 100% of the company, because usually you're only allowed to earn, uh, own 60, unless some other weird things happen. Um, you own 100% of the company and you make this big run for $500 and pay it out. Well, all of a sudden you get all 500 of those dollars at the end of the game. And that, that could really shift it because the, the person who wins the game is whoever has the most money in cash and stocks combined. Yep. So it, it's a great game. Like Travis said before, we can easily spend an entire podcast talking about this game. There's just so much about it. If you want to hear that, let us know. If you don't want to hear that, you should let us know that too. And if you ever want to play it, Definitely let us know because we won't turn down a new person. Correct. Correct. So um, that about wraps it up. I know we normally do our Reddit and what I bought, but if you want to know what I bought over the last um, break or so, it was Snake Oil Elixir. It was Codenames, Tesla versus S and WWE Superstar Showdown, Blood Rage, uh, Baseball Highlights 2025 Super Deluxe Edition. 
There you go. I have more on my shelf now, and I have one coming in tomorrow. Um, we'll play it on Friday, the one coming in tomorrow, and we'll review it next week. And, uh, yeah. And it won't be a month and a half until you hear from us again. Correct. It will be a week. It's a, it's a new year. It's a new <laughs> us. It's a new room. It is a new room. It's a new part of the house. Yep. It's new equipment. Mostly. Hopefully a new sound. I hope it sounds as good as it did before it was all wrong. Yes. Or better. I agree. So, we are the Two Boar Guys Podcast. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. You can also just download us straight from SoundCloud. That's T-W-O-B-O-A-R-D, guys. Look us up on Facebook. Send us messages. Email us at Podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Again, so sorry about the long wait. Hopefully the eight or so reviews that we did for you, quick reviews, help feed that fire. I know it's my favorite part of any podcast that I listen to, board game related. So, you got anything else for them? No, not until we're back. Got anything else for me? After the podcast is over, yeah. You want to go play some Star Fox? No. What? I want to go play Far Cry. Oh, yeah, 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 you do. <laughs> Far Cry 4, for those of you wondering. I'm so close. All right. We are the Two Bar Guys Podcast. My name is Travis. I'm Eddie. Have a great week. Thank you.